Welcome once again to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel. This is lesson number five for Wednesday, October 31st. This is a very relevant lesson. I mean, it's dealing with some of the social issues, social phenomena that we're having in our country, loneliness being the main one. And the antidote is church, but church done right, church with fellowship as one of the strong points. Uh, was one of its strengths and um, I hope you you will write somewhere the, this idea of the, the big four the Bible instruction breaking of bread fellowship and prayer as components that you will want to put effort to be an influence in your church to develop these that our churches will, will incorporate these four elements into our uh, culture culture of being church um, lesson number five is a touchy one it's entitled generosity and greed our country is is driven by money, a capitalistic culture, materialistic culture dominates our country. Um, it functions on if, if it can be sold, we want it. If it will make money, we want it. And that is, is a manifestation of this principle called covetousness. Covetousness rules our, our mindset. That it permeates everything we, we try to do. And the church is a countercultural institution. It should be a countercultural entity. And it should be felt that way. It should be viewed that way by both the members and those from the outside. And generosity is one of those things that should uh, identify the Christian church. It should, should be a strong label. You know, the church is generous towards the needs of the community and those around them. Um, you know what? At our church, we do something that I think our church does worldwide. Every time we have communion, which is the breaking of the bread that symbolizes Jesus, um, as we are leaving the church after we participate of communion, we always have an offering that um, is designed exclusively to help those in our churches that find themselves in financial situations, financial difficulties. For those that are of lower income, that are having a hard time meeting their, their financial responsibilities, and through those offerings, we can help them uh, in those moments of, of great need. Um, yet, um, there's something to be said about that. I'm glad we do it. And, and it touches my heart to see uh, individuals, you know, um, that are of, of means and those that have limited means, everybody feeling touched by having partaken of the emblems of Christ, that great sacrifice and realizing I want to give, in if, even if it's a dollar, whatever I may be, may be able to give, I want to help those that are in worse situations than I am. But this is what I want to say. We celebrate communion usually every three months. And poor people don't have needs every three months. I want to read something for Mark, something that sometimes is missed even from, by myself, for myself, when um, I'm trying to put a sermon together and I, especially this story is one of my, my favorite stories. Um, it's when the woman anoints Jesus' feet and weeps. Something Jesus says at that moment is significant. Uh, in Mark chapter 14, verse 7, Jesus says, For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. The poor are not there every three months. The poor are always in need, and we can choose whenever we want to do good to them. The lesson says something uh, powerful, that sharing of common goods is not a requirement of the community, but a voluntary outgrowth 
of their love for each other in the fellowship they experience. It is not a requirement, but a natural voluntary outgrowth. Though it shouldn't be mandated, it shouldn't be missing either. The, the, in the, the reality that Jesus says you will always have the poor with you is not because there will always be lazy people. The majority of poor people are not poor because they're lazy. It's the oppressive uh, systems that are in place. You know, like in our country, credit cards. Um, we had a crisis in the United States of individuals buying homes through mortgages that were available, accessible to them finally with interest rates that were manageable for them and, and monthly payments were manageable. And those loans were sold over and over and over until the last entity that owned those um, mortgages changed the whole uh, price, the, the cost, the interest rates, and people foreclosed. Remember that? Um, those people were in a worse situation than they were at the beginning. And that's the world we live in, where the poor are continually exploited. So how is the church going to relate to this? We cannot help every single individual, but certainly we can help those that are within our reach. And why? Why, why engage in this? Uh, I remember feeling this way at times and thinking, Lord, what's the point? I mean, we can feed you know, this family or help this other family with their home or their plumbing situation. But aren't there thousands of people? Yes, there are. And God has ways to provide their needs as well. But we right now, as we pray, as we said already at the beginning of this lesson, as we invest time in preparation for the receiving of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in God's providence will put us in place of individuals that are praying for specific needs that we can meet, that we can fulfill. I'm going to tell you right now that for a year and a half, another church member and I, um, Jeff McFadden, we have been praying about uh, how, how can our church get involved in direct service-oriented missions. And not just a one-time event, but something ongoing. And we wanted to start local and eventually spread to overseas missions. Well, as we prayed, the way that we had originally thought it might work actually was reversed. And in God's providence, God has placed an opportunity for us as a church to start outside, to start in a place of great poverty and great need. And um, if you were either at the Monroe or the Oakwood Church, you're going to hear more um, of this opportunity. And I'm not going to use this podcast to give you all the details. I'll do that at church. But I'm going to say this to anyone that is listening, no matter what church you belong to. You know, there's great push, especially now that the winter months are coming, for people to get all sorts of vaccinations, the flu and all these other things. Immunization is a great gift that we have nowadays, that through vaccination we can prevent ourselves from acquiring polio, etc. But there is no vaccine for covetousness. There is no vaccine for selfishness, at least not in the world. But God has given the church an immunization, a vaccine against covetousness. And that vaccine comes in the form of the poor. Jesus said, you will always have the poor with you and you can do them good anytime you want. I won't compel you, but after you experience my grace through the cross, how can you not be willing to do something good? So 
if your church, if you're a church member and your church presently is not actively seeking to do something that is service, that is sacrificially service oriented for the church, that meets a need, we cannot meet every need, but we can meet at least a need. That in itself will immunize you as a church member, will immunize you as a church from preventing Satan in contaminating our atmosphere with an atmosphere of covetousness and greed. This lesson touches on Ananias and Sapphira. And I'm not going to spend time, I'll let you spend time studying about those two individuals. But what led them to create this great evil of lying? It was covetousness. They could not let go of their money. No one was forcing them. And their, their outcome was a tragic, self-destructive outcome. Covetousness and selfishness is all about self-destruction. How to immunize yourself with that? Get involved with missions. I'm praying for our churches. There's been great excitement. I talked to uh, already the church board at Oakwood. I mentioned talk to some leaders at Monroe. There's excitement over these missions because God has done amazing things at a personal level in each of our lives. God has done amazing things in our church and continues to. How can we not pass on those blessings to those that have not? This idea of missions and generosity is a tremendous immunization against your heart and mind. May the Lord, through the power of His Spirit, make each of us a channel of the blessings of God's grace.